I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. And we are live. Welcome, 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 welcome. I can't speak today. On episode 22, is that what we said? Episode 22? Episode 22 of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and today we have got another special guest. So let me just dive right in to introduce Lori. She's an administrative and client service specialist with 25 plus years experience. Lori has project project management, administrative and client service experience in various roles through multiple fields of work. Now she founded her company two years ago and has been successful in supporting many entrepreneurs in growing their businesses. She's energized by seeing her clients succeed and enjoys the unique relationships of being, wait for it, a virtual assistant. She prides herself on being a forever student because of her love of learning. She maintains an active lifestyle and strongly believes in proper work-life balance. And she's a proud mother to an amazing, bright, and feisty nine-year-old girl, Casey. She enjoys all things geek and is known in her inner circle for her poor puns and mom jokes. Guys, please join me in welcoming Lori Miggins to the show. Lori, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, Lori is one of my virtual assistants, and I don't even like to call her that because that just, it doesn't feel right. Um, But she is a major member of my team, and she makes my life easier. And part of her role uh, with me is she virtually pokes me and says, hey, get it done, get it done, get it done. And so today, I wanted to bring Lori on because I know in the world of sales, whether it's sales teams or sales reps, One thing that we kind of dug into last week was shifting from being a sales rep or having a sales rep who is um, in the mindset of just being that, a sales rep, and shifting to someone who is in the quote-unquote business of sales. And the biggest difference is that someone who is a sales rep or in the sales rep mindset is someone who is just looking at the next call. Next call's coming. How am I going to close it? Next thing's popping up my schedule or I got to go find a new lead where somebody in the business of sales is focusing on how do I generate revenue? And they've got a good balance of big picture and small picture. I don't think that's the right phrase. More focused, zoomed in, 10,000 foot view and macro and micro. Let's just do that. All right. Drill down. Drill down. There we go. See, she makes me sound smarter too. Drill down. So, Part of being able to look at the business of sales or or a sales process as a whole is about knowing what you're good at and knowing what to do with the things that you're not. And today, I want to, I hate to use the phrase, but pick Lori's brain a little bit because I feel like having sales professionals with virtual assistants is something that is not commonplace, but really should be. So, Lori, before we get into that, I know we had a a really solid intro there, but tell us a little bit about how you got to where you're at. Sure. So I have always been, sounds like I aged myself a little bit with the 25 years plus, but I've always been in more of a coordination or administration role for any um, position that I've worked at um, in client service, obviously, when I first started out. Um, I went in through a couple of call centers and I went to like a, a manager position on 
in those roles. And then I went on to a bunch of contracts, either with the government or um, with different um, private or like IT companies like TELUS. And um, through, uh, and then I went on to uh, some uh, hospitals and uh, like medical offices. And through all those experiences, I uh, gained different uh, skill sets and um, work experience. But um, I kind of had fallen into the virtual administration world when I would, I just worked on the side for one of my friends and it was more of a side gig that I had uh, gotten, I, I gained some income. And when I, when my um, position ended with a, with a gym that I was, I was coordinating for, I just decided to go for it. And there's so much of a need for it that sometimes it's hard to keep up that uh, once you get yourself well networked with the other entrepreneurs uh, locally, um, it's, everybody thinks this is like such a great opportunity to have a virtual assistant. So, um, it's mainly for me, it's maintaining, um, the ability to set boundaries and say no, and, you know, keeping, <laughs> keeping, uh, the right and, and pairing myself with the right, uh, the right salespeople or the right, uh, team. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you talk about boundaries. Now I'll admit I've messaged you pretty late sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And you're, and you're, you're amazing at getting back. And not that that's my expectation of you, but it's, it's very impressive. Um, so I want to go through and talk about some of the things that salespeople should be thinking about outsourcing to a virtual assistant like yourself. But mm -hmm. um, first I want to give a shout out to our mutual friend, uh, Conrad over at the Jayco cleaning. Cause he is the referral that I got your name from. Yes. He's like, I must talk to Lori. She's amazing. And thank you, Conrad, for that, because Lori is one of two virtual assistants that I have. Um, and she is the perfect balance to the other team member. So, and she keeps me sane. So thank you. Uh, so, so let's dive in. So Lori, from a sales team perspective or sales professional perspective, what are the, some, some of the things that you would suggest that a sales professional start outsourcing or delegating maybe is the better phrase in this scenario. Well, I find that um, such as yourself and other, a couple of clients that I've had to deal with, it, it's mainly um, keeping, helping them keep on task. So learning how to um, work with their, their calendars and their schedules and basically schedule management and task management and helping them organize themselves to be the most efficient that they can be throughout the day, as well as um, anything beyond when I find that a lot of the sales teams that I have been worked on, they get tied up in the, the, the ongoing communication with the client where, uh, you know, if they made the big sale and then there's these little details afterwards that um, they need to tie up and they, they're trying to deal with, you know, 10 to 15 clients at one time or, or sales at one time that the little detailed um, email communication can be dealt with through myself or it somebody else as a VA um, and then being able to help them sometimes with their social media. I find that that's probably one of the biggest things that are lacking for any kind of entrepreneur or salesperson is that, you know, they're, they're so heavy and passionate about whatever they're, they're driving at and trying to sell that they forget to advertise and promote themselves. And, you know, mm. social media being a key one and a free one that a lot of people tend to forget about it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I know that, uh, one of the uh, the sales professionals that are on uh, one of my teams with a previous client, uh, she was in a role that was very much business development focused. So not only did she close sales, but she also had to go and generate some leads. And mm -hmm. she a big part of it was using LinkedIn. 
And so she went out and took the initiative on her own and hired somebody else to do the LinkedIn lead generation part on her behalf so that she could focus all of her time and energy on just jumping on the phone and mm-hmm. closing sales. Exactly. Yeah. It's being able to, um, having the, the salesperson come in there and complete what they are best at and, and finalize everything. But, you know, the, the ongoing engagement and communication um, previous or afterwards, um, after like, you know, the big, the big sale, I, I find a lot of time that can be done by an assistant that, you know, they, if there's generated templates or the ongoing communication. And it, like I said, there is that special relationship that you do have with your clients that you learn how to um, approach conversation as they would. So um, you're able to engage with that client as that person. Yeah. And I know one of the things that uh, um, it hasn't happened a whole lot yet with us, but um having like a virtual assistant in your inbox to re- respond to things on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually the other member of my team, um, she actually has, uh, she's set up to do that. We haven't implemented it yet, but yeah. I'm still like, eh, I don't want to let go of the reins, but I know I have to, I need to get out of my inbox because that's one of the, the biggest time suckers in my day. And I'm sure it's that way for most sales professionals. Um, another part of this is that in, as a general rule, Salespeople have a very enthusiastic personality that sometimes can go along with, um, we'll call it squirrel uh-huh. syndrome. <laughs> uh, and and so uh, for me, I mean, entrepreneurs especially, but sales professionals are very often in a similar boat. And so one of the ways that I leverage your skills is um, if I've got something coming in that's a task. I will send it to you and say, hey, can you make sure this is on my task list for whenever makes sense? Um, mm-hmm. and yesterday, I was invited to do a podcast yep. and I copied you on uh, on the response so that you had all the information because we keep a lot of things in our head. And I'm horrible. I had somebody ask me about something that happened two weeks ago and I had no recollection, no recollection that it even happened uh, mm-hmm. because I just got so much stuff crammed in here and I often overlook important things or I just miss them or my email wasn't sorted properly from my end or something. And so when I can bring somebody else in to be the eyes, to be the support, to be the reminder, um, then it gives one extra set of check and checks and balances to ensure that I'm not dropping the ball. Yeah. Because we're, we're all over the place. I, well, I say we as in salespeople um, and, and entrepreneurs. And some, some of us are really good, super organized, but that personality often is not shared with one that's passionate and super amazing at sales. There's obviously some exceptions, but mm-hmm. these personalities or my personality anyway, it's like all over the place. It's like, Ooh, shiny, shiny, shiny. And Oh, I forgot to do the super important thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so other than task management, you mentioned social media, um, being a virtual assistant, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, Hmm, it'd be nice if I could have my administration handled but you're not in the office with me. How much of a problem does, does that become in 2019? Honestly, it's I'm finding that it's more efficient when you're out of um, eyes view, so to speak, because there's a couple of my clients where I have them locally and they're amazing people. And because we, again, it's that, that special relationship that we'll sit there and we'll hammer things out, but that one hour conversation of business, and then there's another hour and a half of just social conversation that eats into both of our time. So 
Um, I find that when you're separated away from the actual person, it makes it easier for you to, you know, come in and poke Jeremy or, you know, schedule somebody's like get a couple of templates out to another person. And they're like, oh, yeah, so I can move forward with this step. And that enables them just to it, it's more cohesive and free or flowing. Um, but and I, honestly, with, with the, the amount of software that's out there now, it's so easy to like there's, you know, umpteen amount there's literally a thousand ways to communicate to a person i can boxer you then asana you then whatever other communication just to get a hold of your attention right. text you and call you so there's there's plenty of ways that that there's that ongoing communications and that would be the biggest hurdle that's not a hurdle at all gotcha gotcha so you don't need to be in the same city don't need no. to be in the same office not at all if something can be done in a digital way then it's all good and I yeah. guess the only exception is if there's some kind of sensitive documentation that must stay in paper form. And that's a rare thing. It might be maybe financial services or something, yeah. but, but in general, most yeah. places are going paperless. Yeah. Right. So it's, uh, I, I think it's phenomenal and you're right to be able to stay in communication, to give that nudge. Um, I've got certain apps on my phone that are designed to just basically scream at me until I respond. Mm-hmm. Because if I, because I can easily, it's like an alarm clock and I ever hit snooze and then go, oops, how is it three hours later? Um, I don't want to do that with notifications for certain apps for, where are the ones that are my primary communication tools. So as we've worked together, um, we've already come a long way and it hasn't really been that long, but we're getting into a bit of a cadence of, of how the processes and flows can go. But one of the biggest challenges I had was identifying what to give up and, how to let go emotionally. So for anyone watching today, replay, listening to the podcast, whatever, um, what's a way that they can prepare to start outsourcing or delegating tasks to Um, a virtual assistant? I think a best way would be to go through, spend before you even look to hire a VA, spend at least a week running down tasks that you find that consume your time. And that, or ones that you're just not well suited for doing and writing those down and then almost mentally preparing yourself and definitely screening for the right VA. So don't jump on the first person that you might meet, unless it's me, of course, or Ashley, but, (laughs) but uh, finding the right person, because there could be, you know, somebody that's geared towards real estate that might be the better opportunity than um, myself, who I've had like minimal real estate uh, experience. So Finding the right VA with the right skill sets is is definitely another thing you need to do. And having the initial couple of conversations, finding out mutual pieces of software that you use and stuff, and also be mentally prepared that it does take a couple of weeks to implement things just to get a good, the initial groove, as I like to call it, to get yourself initially free flowing and getting used to each other. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I know for me, um, in the past, I have... What's the proper word? We're going to say I tested the idea of a virtual assistant multiple times. Um, And I have done the outsourcing to other countries for very low cost per hour. And I've had people say, I've never done this before, but I really want to. Can I work for you for free for a month to prove myself? And at the time, my thought was, you know, if I'm paying $350 an hour or nothing for the first month, how can I go wrong? I will tell you, lovely listeners and viewers, you can absolutely go wrong if the time, if, if your communication isn't on point and I want to be sensitive here because one of my previous VAs very well may be watching this. 
we need to own our communication as well <laughs> as business owners, as salespeople. And so if you cannot effectively communicate the tasks, the objectives of what you want done, and then you just send it off to be taken care of. And much like uh, as salespeople, we feel sometimes from business owners, they want to bring the salesperson in to save the day, right? Put on the hero, the superhero cape and swoop in and save the day. Well, we can't have that same approach. Well, I mean, we don't like it when it's done to us. So we can't have that same approach for a virtual assistant. This is a, a communication. This is um, a lot of conversation. Mm-hmm. To be really clear on what the point is. And so um, I was just reading through uh, Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week probably for the third or fourth time. Um, and he gives some great tips in there about how to be clear on the objectives, how to set up boundaries, um, things like focus on this and give me an update two hours in. Um, and that's especially if you're, if you're going to outsource to, to foreign countries um, because there's such a variety of skill sets, of focus, of strengths. And um, I found that in a lot of cases, part of it was my communication, like I said, but in my experience for the lower priced virtual assistants, I spent so much more time fixing the things that weren't done correctly that it wasn't worth it for me. And so now, um, and in general, if you hire a VA, like Lori and Ashley as well, are both Canadian. And so you're, if we're comparing dollars to dollars, you versus somebody in, let's say, the Philippines, you're going to appear to be more expensive. I will tell you... <laughs> Worth every single dollar. Um, And one of the key pieces about virtual assistants, guys, is they start the clock when they're working for you and they stop it when they're not. This isn't like, so And to give you an example, um, when I first started working with Ashley, I was like, okay, uh, you know, Ashley schedules the show each week. So I was like, okay, this is how you do it. This is step-by-step. I made a video walkthrough. Um, And then she did it and she goes, hey, this only takes me like five minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. It's like the whole process end to end to schedule a guest. I'm like, Ooh, much faster than me. Um, and then when she submitted the the invoice, it was like, I only owe you for a half an hour, an hour or so. Like it was, it was like nothing. Like I couldn't believe it. And even the same way with you, right? We get, get your first invoice and I'm like, okay, I should find some more things for you to do then because you know, it was like, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. I don't yeah. know if you remember. But yeah, like two hours. Um, so there's lots more that we can we can have you do. So I think that it's really important for you guys watching to, I mean, you can go for someone that's, you know, more quote unquote cost effective, as long as you're really, really good at vetting. Um, both Ashley and Lori came to me through referrals. Uh, they're both in Ottawa. Um, so it was local people that had met them both in person. I've actually Never had a conversation in person with Lori, even t- to date, we'll figure out very soon. Um, but I met Ashley first in person. So there's some advantages to, to that and absolutely worth the investments to um, for, for people that, that are going to be you know, more invested in your business. I think there's other tasks that I'd be comfortable tasking out at you know four or $5 an hour to somebody somewhere, depending on what they are and with very clear boundaries. But... If you, if your capacity right now is for one virtual assistant, I would strongly encourage you to, um, first of all, ask people in your network who, who's great. Um, I will tell you Lori's awesome, um, as is Ashley. Yes, and, she's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and see, and they support each other. It's awesome. So I, I would highly recommend reaching out to either one of them uh, to, to have that conversation. But 
I just, my, my goal here is to talk about like, how do we focus our time on sales? How do we stay focused on the stuff that moves the needle? The RGA, revenue generating activity. That is what matters in business. That is what matters in the business of sales. And when we can take what often feels like very heavy administration off our plate, we free ourselves up. And if, if it's not more time to do sales calls, it's more time to plan. It's more time to come up with strategies to, to close sales. What's the, the big picture, right? As soon as you shift from being the sales rep to being in the business of sales, you're going 10,000 feet and going, okay, what are the pieces that need to move? What's the domino that needs to fall next to make this thing happen? So the conversation gets to change, but the first step is to lighten your load and give yourself the space. And that's where I think a virtual assistant comes into play. I absolutely agree with you. There's uh, one client. She is she is the superhero of big picture, and she is incredible for. But she's got ten big sales on the go right now, and so she uses me. She utilizes. She started utilizing me for one of the companies. Now I'm onto three. But like I'm basically, it's almost like she sends me. It's it's like a an email brain dump. And so what I do is I collect those brain dumps, and then when she like, hey, I have this piece of information because I know her so well, again, it's building that relationship. I'm like, oh yeah, that email. And I drag it up and send it to her because I'm coordinating and organizing to make sure it's done. So that way she doesn't have to think, like you said, there's so much up here for her going on that she just doesn't, she needs to get it out and use that space for something else. And that's, I get it out and send it back to her when she needs it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Perfect. Well, look, I want to dive into what I think is the most exciting part of the show. And that is our lightning round. Wait, I got to do the voice. Lightning round, round, round. Okay. All right. Let's get the list out here. Lori, as we know, coffee is for closers. What is your favorite coffee or comparable drink? I like the Pike Place from Starbucks. Starbucks. All right. Going big commercial. All right. (laughs) What is the number one book or movie you would recommend to, I'm going to say, to your clients? Ooh. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. Number one book, maybe a Millionaire Mindset for a book. Because it's great. (laughs) Yeah. And movie, I'd have to think about it longer. All right. All right. Anything probably Tony Robbins because he's awesome. Anything. Tony Robbins, all right, cool. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, who is someone you've considered a mentor in your life? Oh, that's easy. Um, so I actually got to know him recently, and he's going to be embarrassed me calling him out on it. But Daryl Bandero is my most recent mentor because I am now working with him, and the amount of information that I've received from learning from him and how to like strategize and make myself and better myself within my own business has been incredible. I don't even think he knows how much he's been an influence on me. So definitely Daryl. He's local. He's awesome. He's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And now what is the strangest thing that you do in your daily routine to keep you on your game? I take breaks to exercise. So I'll do Every 45 minutes or so, I'll get up and stretch or move. And sometimes I'll get on my bolso ball just to do some sit-ups or some push-ups or something just to get my brain pumped again. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That that space. You mentioned the, the work-life balance. Yeah. I, uh, I found that it was hard for me to stay physically active when I was uh, working from home. So 
I bought a recline or bought a stationary bike. We took the handles off of it and my, my desk or my table's high enough that I'll set up my computer and then I'll type away while I'm biking, even to just keep myself energized. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's just getting a little bit of an exercise nerd that keeps me going. I like it. So it's like a, like a makeshift bicycle desk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. A lot cheaper than it's the cost efficient version of it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love it. Love it. All right, Laura, how can our viewers and listeners learn more about you? I have a website called virtualexcellence.biz that I, all my services are up there, uh, my contact information, and just a little bit more about my bio, my experience, and in my past. And I also have a Facebook page under Virtual Excellence as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being here on Sales Team Rescue. I truly hope you guys watching and listening um, that you will take this conversation to heart because we have a tendency to try to be everything to everyone. And especially when we're trying to, uh, you know, push business forward and influence people in buying. And there's all these moving pieces that have to come together as like pieces of a puzzle for it to work well. But often we spend so much time over there that we take away from our ability or we create roadblocks for ourselves to be able to create that revenue generating activity like we need to, because those other pieces are so important. So when you have the opportunity to delegate those pieces to someone you trust, someone that specializes in it and someone that's on your team, it opens up a world of opportunities. Mm -hmm. So Lori, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And guys, remember Go to salesteamrescue.com for this replay and previous episodes. And remember, get uncomfortable, get results. We will see you next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.